2: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome
0: to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave Lagreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry and I go over Royal Rumble weekend. Mark was in Houston. He talks about his experience at Worlds Collide and, of course, the Royal Rumble this past Sunday. Grown-ass man, Drew McIntyre wins the Royal Rumble. That was Mark's pick. He gets into why he really does feel Drew McIntyre is that next guy. Also, we get into the return of Edge, the icon, the legend. The Hall of Famer, Mark talks about Edge, not only the return, but what took place on Monday between him and Randy Orton. And we also get into the scuttlebutt between Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. Will that match happen? Has Brock squashed it? We'll get Mark's opinion. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Can we all agree that last weekend... Was just an awesome weekend, top to bottom. I listened to you and Ryan McKinnell on Saturday. Talked a little NWA. They had their pay per view last Friday. Worlds collide on Saturday, and of course the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Mark, you were in Houston last weekend for everything that went on with the WWE. I'll say this: I thought the Royal Rumble this past Sunday was the best Royal Rumble that I had seen in twenty years. Um, when you're talking about decades, you know that, like you just said, it was something special.
3: Dave, I'm, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, when I have to start with Worlds Collide over talking about the Rumble because it, it preceded it, but it was amazing to me, the energy in the Toyota Center. Like, I've been to Raw, I've been to SmackDown, I've been to, you know, pay-per-views, in Houston and worlds collide was right up there with everything that I ever saw. Like they, the action was great. Um, the guys and girls performed at a really, really high level. Uh, I mean, we had one guy actually getting busted, just get knocked out. I mean, there were so many things that happened that that made that pay-per-view special. And, you know, some of it was I, I had my kids with me. My wife was out of town. So my trip to Houston was a family trip. Uh, Jacob and Joe in tow, they're sitting in the back. Well, Joe was sitting in the back with me and trying to interview all the talent without a microphone. <laughs> and and Jacob was out in the crowd being Jacob. Um, and it's it's hard, man, to to sit here and say that it measures up 100% with a pay-per-view, but it was very, very close. It was very, very close to all of the best pay-per-views that I've seen in the Toyota Center.
0: Yeah, and it was one hell of a show for sure, Um, you know, because it's it's kind of a—not weird is probably not the best word to describe it, but different, because it was NXT UK and NXT that we watch on Wednesday nights, so it was really hard to build a lot of stories going in or building stories coming out, so it's kind of like— Unlike what you watched on Sunday, where it's all about the road to WrestleMania, this is kind of just like a standalone pro wrestling show. But when you have that much yeah. talent and that much great talent, they told their stories in the ring, Mark.
3: You know, and, and not only that, but you know, there were transcendent moments in Worlds Collide where sometimes you don't even get that on Raw or SmackDown. Um, Walter jumps off the screen. If it was a book, you would turn the pages and never stop because you just wanted to see more Walter. And it's very seldom that you get a pay-per-view where one individual takes over the whole pay-per-view. That, that just told me that Walter is ready for a bigger stage and needs to be around, uh, he needs to be in the main circle of guys. He stole the whole pay-per-view, just one guy.
0: Yeah, Walter, I, I agree with you. Walter is something special. A, a lot of people were hoping that he might have a a moment the next night, but you know what? He had a one hell of a night Saturday before the Royal Rumble. But man, you look at the talent that was on that Worlds Collide show, Mark. Wow. And and you talk about Walter. Obviously, somebody who's a standalone, somebody that just rises above everybody else. And I know we see him every Wednesday night, the Undisputed Era, with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong. Kyle O'Reilly is somebody that I've been saying for years on Busted Open is a special talent. And I I wish they would highlight him more. I mean, there's not many guys in the ring that could do what a Kyle O'Reilly does.
3: No, he is a hell of a performer. And, you know, I'm going to go another one. And I'm going to jump on my damn soapbox for this one. I'm going to jump on my soapbox, Dave. I know it's early in the show. I'm sorry. It just came to my head. I saw a couple of posts about body shaming. And it related to Seven. And look, guys. Dusty Rose was not the most beautiful body that ever was in the wrestling ring but he knew what the fuck he was doing and this boy is unbelievable he he excites me to watch him and if you can get me then i know all of you should know that his wrestling prominence is good a damn enough stop talking about his body and what he looks like it's not relevant you you talk about uh if, if it was if it was talking about one of the women you would be shunned. People would go, "Oh, oh I, I can't touch that." What's the difference? We're talking about a human being that's trying to make a living. Tells beautiful stories in the ring. His talent is—it's Adam Cole. You know, it's, it's, it's O'Reilly. Yep. There's a few guys that that have that ability of talent. And you're worried about he don't have a six-pack. That's that's what we're talking about now. Pisses me off. Like, I want to see the, peer, the wrestling peers, when they hear comments like that, stand up, guys. It's the same as if somebody said something negatively about somebody gay. It's the same as if somebody made a racial epithet, threw a racial epithet out. Stand up for people. This is it's ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to drop one, but I'm yeah. I, I man, love I'm it.
0: So you drop one within the first five minutes of the show. First five
3: minutes. I don't of think, the show. think I don't
0: think I've ever even done that. So congratulations, oh. Mark.
3: God, what's wrong with us? No, th- and you, I, I, I say us, us as a as as all of us as fans. Like, stop it, man! It's just ridiculous.
0: And you mentioned Dusty Roads. I mean, Dusty Roads did not have a bodybuilder's body. No, but he was the greatest. He, He may have been the greatest face of all time in Dusty Rhodes. Nobody was better on the microphone. Nobody garnered emotion from the crowd more than somebody like Dusty Rhodes. And as he even said in his promos, his belly may have been a little too big. His ass may have been a little too big, but it didn't really matter when he was in the ring in between those ropes because he really did grab the emotions of the people and the crowd. You don't need to be the biggest and the baddest and in the best physical shape in order to be that hero like Dusty Rhodes was.
3: And you know what? Yes, Seven's stomach might not be a six-pack, but he's got one of the best damn mustaches in the business. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Let, let, give, give him a little shine. You know, he over there working out with, with maestros. Let maestros trim that mustache up and get it all waxed. I wish I could twirl my mustache. <laughs>
0: <laughs> goals, Mark, goals. Also, somebody else, too, that he, even though he got pinned in the match, uh, somebody that's a special talent, Mark, and I know you know him as well, as isaiah scott you know shane strickland swerve i mean he had one hell of a night he had one hell of a showing on saturday as well and we we had him in studio here on busted open a little over a year ago maybe it was probably about two years ago now when we had him here in studio but he's something special as well
3: yeah unbelievable talent i remember watching him on the indies um this last year being at nxt has been a pleasure to watch. I mean like you talk about somebody not uh missing a beat, not skipping a beat. He jumped right in there. And we I mean just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the four-way match that he he and um Leo Rush and Oh um, yeah, yep, we did. And and uh God, I, I told you I've been hitting the head a lot. Um but this Not fatal really.
0: four-way match that he had on uh, this past Saturday was
3: it took d- that, d- that one and d- yeah and yeah it, it was I mean you you see it and they they kind of set the template with the one that they had a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and they took this one and expounded on it it was pretty damn special
0: and again like we we learn on this show you preach it bully preaches it you know you don't have to get you know you don't have to win the match you don't you don't have to go over to get over and i think isaiah scott's an example of that in that match he got you know he got over without getting over
3: yeah and 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 that's it's a hard balance because so many guys take it that um so many guys take it that you you have to win and winning is important it is in life and business and everything you can imagine but and pro wrestling is the only business where you can actually go and get over, and not have to. I mean, or you can be over mm-hmm. but not win the match, and and, and and rather than go over. So, man, it's it's a special business, and and I, I love seeing uh, how the younger guys are starting to develop. The future is bright. I can see us, you know, five years from now having about five or six of these guys be the new Seth Rollins, be the new Bray Wyatt, you know, I mean, with Walter and Keith Lee and Adam Cole, and, I mean, you just – the list just keeps going on, the guys that I I know that uh, is going to keep our business strong.
2: Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. I
3: feel like Nostradamus.
2: <laughs> I mean,
3: I, I, I actually won my pick. We 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 had we said who who do we think was going to be, and I said Drew McIntyre. And when Drew came from the ring, he walked right by me in the hallway, standing with my kids, and he walked up and he put his forehead to mine. He said grown-ass man drew mcintyre and i was like hey man can the kids get a pick and he was like hell yeah he was so fired up man it made my heart warm i mean it was just a really really amazing moment for him uh i don't think that we've seen this kind of moment in a long long while you can see the reaction of the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we go to wrestling. That's, it, it, the, the story unfolded in a way that somebody was made and we got another major player now. That's just the way I look at it. I think that Drew is up there with the top guys. He is a top guy. And I think that we're going to see better from Drew because he, the moment never gets too big for him. And that's, that's what you need.
0: Well, Mark, it's one thing to pick Drew McIntyre. I think there were a lot of people that picked Drew McIntyre to possibly win the Royal Rumble. But when I when you talk you talk about being Nostradamus and you talk about how much you've kind of promoted Drew McIntyre on this show and talked about a grown ass man, Drew McIntyre, and you've been doing that not for weeks, not for months, but for years here on Busted Open. What was it about Drew McIntyre that you saw where you could say, you know what? One day he's going to be in the main event at WrestleMania.
3: I I saw his his maturation. Uh, I remember him from his first day to now. And he wasn't ready. Regardless of the, the fact that he looked ready, and Vince McMahon loved the way he looked and loved the way that he worked. It's just something about seasoning and understanding that makes you a wrestler, not how many moves you can do. Because there was a time when Drew did so many moves that you would say, wow, I can't believe a big guy can do that. That it impresses people. But the moves are not what gets it over. Drew learned traveling the byways and highways that you got to tell stories at the end of the day, and you have to put people in suspended belief. And did he learn it in Japan? I don't know. Did he learn it at Impact? I, I I don't know where the light came on. But I saw the light come on, and when the WWE signed him and he came back, I was thrilled because I all I could see was, this guy that the light came on, and I remembered how many moves he could do. And I remembered the fact that he was comfortable talking. That Drew had a shiftiness in his eyes. He didn't believe what he was saying. But now he is a grown-ass man. He's, he grew up, and that's all it is. The same thing with Morrison. Morrison is a grown man now. He's, he's closer to the end than he, than he is the beginning. Yep. And Drew is perfect for him. He's in his prime as a man. He's an unbelievable talent. You don't have to worry about turning the TV on tomorrow and hearing Drew McIntyre was arrested. He's a good guy. That's We need more good men that can set an example for our fan base. And Drew McIntyre was that guy. And I just I just saw it. I, I mean, I was like, wow. Everything came together. What a blessing.
0: Now, Mark, when you talk about grown-ass man Drew McIntyre, obviously, like you just said, you talk about him maturing. And, you know, hey, he was thrown into the world of the WWE in his early 20s. You know, now he's in his 30s. He's matured a lot. He's done a lot. He's been able to really highlight his career outside of the WWE. And now he has that opportunity again. Very similar to what we saw uh, a couple of years back with Jinder Mahal, Sa- you know, same thing where he needed to to leave in order to appreciate what he had when he came back. But I also think too, Mark, and you could probably relate to this as well when you talk about grown-ass man Drew McIntyre. It's also the size of the man, and like when you're when you're a wrestler that size, it's not about the moves either because when you're a man of size like Drew is, there's a presence about him. And I guess he has to embrace that at the end of the day as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, you got a big guy. You can do everything right. Everything right. What is the ultimate equalizer when you're in a fight? The size and strength advantage. Drew can hit you one time and it's over. He can, he can, he can do all of these moves, but that doesn't define his style. I mean, he's he's a guy that kind of gloats at times, which I gloated at times. I wanted to have fun as well as entertain the people. But he always comes back to what's pertinent in that match, and that's a Claymore, which is just as out of the blue as Randy Orton's RKO. He can put you away with a Glasgow kiss. He can set you up for so many things. And, and when guys go to the top, you're not above his pay grade. He can get it done up there too. Where's the weakness? So that's why I was like, you know what? Th- this is the guy. He's got all the tools. Everything Everything works. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Drew McIntyre guy.
0: So you got a guy who's got all the tools, and you also have somebody that the fans like as well. So now that we're on the road to WrestleMania, Mark, WrestleMania 36, not too far away, where he's going to be in the main event against Brock Lesnar going after that WWE championship, you now have somebody in the ring that not only that people want to see beat Brock Lesnar... But also a credible opponent where it makes sense.
3: And you know that st- that guy standing across from Brock is not going to be outclassed. People are not going to say, oh, well, this is a squash. <laughs> no, it's not. In fact, Brock better watch his rear end because um, when you're hungry, you're willing to work the extra hours. And I think that that's where Drew is right now. He knows that Brock Lesnar, that that matchup is imminent. He's going to work harder than he ever worked. He's gonna he's gonna prepare for Brock in a way that when Brock gets ready to do his trademark things, Drew will have an answer. And I, I'm I don't without a shadow of a doubt think that uh the match that Drew has with Brock will be one of those that Brock's career is going to be defined by. Wow. This is going to be one of those that we'll talk about like we talk about Steamboat Flair.
0: And I and you know why in my opinion and Bully said this and I agree with it. Last year at WrestleMania, this is not a knock on Seth Rollins, but we wanted to see Brock lose the title more than we wanted to see Seth Rollins win the title. We just wanted that title off of Brock Lesnar. We hated mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. That's not the case this year. That's not the case at this year's WrestleMania. Not at all. We want to see Drew McIntyre as you do. Yes.
3: We want to see Drew win. As fans, um, and we know that it's not going to – Trivialize Brock and it's not shoving shove the WWE shoving it down our throats mm. with somebody. Yep. It's we're getting what we want as fans, and damn it, Drew McIntyre can get that job done. We know it. We believe in him and we and we want it. So when we do get it, Drew's gonna be <sighs> Man, it's gonna take him to that upper echelon of guy that um, that we, we we want to see so much. We want to we want a guy like The Rock. We want a guy like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like at WrestleMania, Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar, shoot, all day long, twice on Sunday. I know that that's gonna happen.
0: You, you know how I feel almost, and this is early. I don't want to jinx it, but. I'm getting the feeling of Hogan, Stone Cold, Rock, Cena, Drew McIntyre.
3: Wow. You just don't even know how. That just made my heart beat fast. And, and that's what wrestling is. It's the emotional play through wrestling. I, I have an emotional time as a wrestling fan, to Drew McIntyre's success. You can only pull that rug once or twice before people go, ah, screw it. Mm -hmm. But do you want to pull the carpet at all? When it's time for it to happen, it's time for it to happen. And I think that Drew is going to have an unbelievable WrestleMania.
1: If you don't know Sirius XM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I had to
0: get emotional, I'm sure you did too, when we heard Ed speak to that crowd on Monday Night Raw. Who's it gonna be?
4: How am I standing here, one day removed from participating in the Royal Rumble? Nine years ago, I was medically disqualified from ever doing this again. Oh yeah, I had the same reaction. But I refuse to live in a world of what ifs. The second I ask what if, the very next second I get to work making that what if disappear. You know, and over the years, I started to feel pretty good. And I asked myself, what if? What if I came back home? So I got to work, I got a second neck surgery, and then I busted my ass. I got in the best shape of my life at 46 years old so I could step back in here. So I could step back in here and end my career on my terms. So I found myself in the Royal Rumble. I saw some familiar faces. I saw some new faces. Randy Orton. Roman Reigns. AJ Styles. Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens, Aleister Black. Matt Riddle. the, The list goes on and on. And, boys, hopefully I see you down the road. Wow.
0: I mean, I can see you getting emotional just listening back to that, Mark. And especially when he said the word home.
3: Home. Home. And where do they say home is? Home is where the heart is. And we talk about feeling and we always uh, make this uh correlation between your heart and how you feel is two further things from the truth i mean your heart is the engine that drives this body but it's your brain it's your it's your your mind your the the feelings that put you in a in the spot where um you build your You build your relationships with what you like. And my mind puts me into every ladder match, every TLC match that he had. My mind gives me all the matches that he had with Triple H and The Rock and the list goes on of guys in the past. But it also... I always question sometimes what I see and I think about what could be. Think about a match that he could have with Seth Rollins. (laughs) Think about Edge versus Kevin Owens. What about Edge versus Ricochet? I mean, I could think of at least 10 guys right off the bat. That I'd love to see Edge in with, but it always comes back to the number one guy, and that's Randy Orton.
0: And obviously, you talk about storytelling. What a beautiful story that's being told, because on Sunday, you get the improbable. You get the return of Edge after nine years being gone from the WWE and being gone from that ring. We see him back at the Royal Rumble. And he comes on Monday Night Raw, and they were promoting it all show long. You're gonna get the return of Edge, and then Edge gives us that heartfelt promo about how he is so happy to be home, and the possibilities of now him being back, and then you get the moment with Randy
4: Orton. Welcome home, Edge. Welcome home. You're a brother to me, you're family to me and last night feeling that energy when your music hit last night feeling that chemistry that only we have that was special so you're out here you're talking about what ifs what if what if well i got a what if for you I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I don't know how all these people are going to feel about this. But what if Rated RKO got back together one more time?
0: I mean, and then everything that happened after that as well. And you heard the gasps from the crowd. After yeah. that, it was dead silence because, I mean, the the, the fans and attendants couldn't believe what was happening. But again, obviously, Randy Orton hitting edge with an RKO is huge. But when you follow the story that just happened the last 24 hours and then you get that RKO and then you get the chair shot. Again, masterful storytelling, and I can't wait. Like you said, those you just listed it all. God, you know, Ricochet and Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. The only person I want to see next in the ring with Edge is Randy Orton.
3: Randy Orton. And you know what, man? Randy, we always talk about if you're going to start a franchise, you need a dominant heel. Randy is a dominant heel. As much as we like him for his abilities, his talent, how he looks, at the end of the day, why do we like Randy? Because we love to hate him. That's why. That's why. If I was going to start it, and you can go back two years, longer. if you were going to start a franchise, who would you start it with? Randy Orton. I I said this two years ago that I thought Randy Orton was the best guy in the business because of the versatility and what you could do with him. This is not what I was thinking. (laughs) I wasn't thinking that he would would go so far as to try to end the guy that we just got back. Like this whole feeling of um, Edge coming back and and giving a shot in the arm to the wrestling industry and we're all excited and Randy to take it away is like the Grinch trying to steal Christmas. And I think Randy knew that in order for him to come back to prominence and be that guy that everybody talks about, is he had he was gonna do this. I think it was premeditated. I think this is something that uh Randy Orton thrives on, stepping on other people to get to the top. And we you know, when you look at the heels in the WWE and we say oh, King Baron Corbin is uh the the the, the biggest heel in in the WWE I, I will argue that strongly right now with what randy did on monday
2: like what you're hearing catch busted open live monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 or on demand with the sirius xm app obviously a lot of people know that
0: matt riddle has been very very busy on social media kind of talking trash about brock lesnar did it with goldberg has done it with Brock and trying to set up a match with Brock saying that he would love to end Brock Lesnar's career. Now, you know, Mark, when you talk trash about somebody, especially somebody like Brock Lesnar, that's also like poking the bear. And maybe it's not a good idea to be poking the bear. So, Matt Riddle ran into Brock Lesnar at this year's Royal Rumble. And Brock went up to Matt. Speculation says, Brock went up to Matt Riddle and said, Kid, you might as well stop saying my name and tagging me and shit because you and I will never work together, ever.
3: Wow. That's heavy duty. Ever, ever?
0: Ever. Never, ever, never, ever, never.
3: Mm. Sounds like wrestling to me. Whenever you say never in wrestling, it means maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, So
0: there's still a chance. So there's still a chance.
3: Yeah, there's still a chance.
0: Now, courtesy of WWE.com, they were following Matt Riddle around Royal Rumble weekend. And after that confrontation at the Rumble, Matt Riddle had
4: this to say. I'm gonna get my hands on Brock. You know I saw him throwing everybody around. I don't care what he says or anybody else says. I don't care if he wants the match or not. I'm gonna get it. I don't care. It's not up to him. I don't like being told no, especially when I work as hard as I do. And trust me, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, I get my hands on him and I
0: make that match happen. And I take his, I take his career. I promise. I promise. Well, a wow. couple of things. Well, a couple of things here, Mark. First of all, either that guy's got some set, <laughs> or or this has got to be like you said, wrestling. Because if Brock Lesnar confronted me and he said, LaGreca, keep my name out your mouth," probably would be brush talk- your teeth. I <laughs> you know, wouldn't be talking a lot. Excuse Brock me, Mr. Lesnar. Lashner,
3: I'm gonna go brush my teeth right now. I'll never, I'll wash it out. That being said, I did
0: cut that amazing mumble rap on Brock Lesnar.
3: I can't wait for Brock to meet you. Just because I want to see your reaction to.
0: (laughs) Who's got more heat with Brock, Matt Riddle or Dave?
3: (laughs) I think Dave. (laughs) I think Dave has more heat. You got a better chance of having a match with Brock than Riddle does right now. (laughs) But I'll save you. I won't let him kill you.
0: Thanks. You'll just let him maim me because
3: you got to <laughs> teach him a lesson. You're just going to let him maim me. <laughs>
0: yeah, because yeah, like, I could see you <laughs> looking down at me as I'm a bloody man saying, well, you know, I saved you, but uh, you still had to learn a lesson. So lesson learned.
3: Uh, I'm, I, I wouldn't let him stomp you while you were down. Okay. He's only going to hit you once. <laughs> you can take one.
0: <laughs> I'll take one for the team.
3: Yeah, man, just go suck it up and just walk up and say, hey, look. I'm Dave LeGreca. Do me your worst. <laughs> and get it out of the way.
0: What are you trying to do to him, Mark?
3: I'll put some ice on your forehead where you hit the floor because he's going to spin you all the way around, and the first thing that's going to hit the ground is your forehead. What is
0: this, Count of Monte Cristo? You want me to be like, do your worst? No, No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: do your worst. <laughs>
0: I challenge you to a duel.
3: Walk up and slap him with a glove. No, you know what? Honest to God, if I did. Like Bugs Bunny.
0: <laughs> if I did... Hey,
3: Brock Lesnar. I'm Dave LeGrecker, <laughs> and I challenge you to a fight. Smack right in the face with a glove. Are <laughs> oh, you going to paintbrush him? wow now if you paint him, you're gonna get more than one you're gonna get more than one
0: no if i did see brock like let's just say i was lucky enough to
3: oh let me hear how this is gonna turn i would okay, go up go
0: to i would say i go up to brock lesnar i say hello brock uh my name's dave lagreca i'm the host what? Of
3: the <laughs> <laughs> right in the kisser
0: I would say, sir, have you got a chance to hear my mumble rap that I uh wrote about you?
3: Oh God.
0: I'm sure he appreciates good a good mumble rap, Brock?
3: I think it would be better if you walked up with a bottle of water and had a peace offering. Say, hey Brock, how you doing? You you look thirsty here, take a water. Hey, I'm I'm Dave LeGra. <laughs> um you might have heard some of the unsavory things that I've said about you. I meant none of it. And then just, you know, lie your way out.
0: No, I wouldn't do that. I would stand, I would say, you know, I said what I said at the time that I said it. I respect you. You're an amazing athlete. I respect what you do in the ring. Uh, Your schedule is what it is, you know, but, you know, what are you going to do? But, but,
3: a lot of things changed and you have been killing it, sir. You're awesome. And how do you, I mean, how do you get your eyebrows to be so <laughs> wavy and thick like that? I don't, I don't know. Just compliment him somehow, <laughs> something. I don't know if something that will would... Something that'll throw him off. You want him to be distracted. So, you, you know, make a compliment about like his eyebrows or something. What kind of moose do you use in your eyebrows, Brock? <laughs> See, don't be a smart ass. I'm just, I told you to distract him. From wanting to kill you, not throw gasoline on the fire. I would say, hey, Brock,
0: what's that? And then he, when he turns, I'd go run off. That'd yeah, that would work. That would work. All right, so what about Matt Riddle? Like, what do you think about this? Because that's that's some bold statements from Matt Riddle. You know Brock Lesnar confronts you, and he say, "Hey, you know what? It's not up to you. If they make the match, you you got to be in the match." And and on top of it, I'll end your career. I mean, pretty uh, pretty strong words from Matt Riddle.
3: Did, didn't we just talk about early in the show history repeating itself and things happening? You remember in boxing, Mitch Green called out Mike Tyson. You know why Mitch Green called out Mike Tyson? because nobody knew who the hell he was. And he called him out because he wanted a payday. And I remember Joe Frazier. Ah, oh, I only fight who I want to fight. And, and the only way that Ken Norton was able to get a fight with him is because he started running him down. Same thing with Ali and Frazier. They had to run him down to get him to fight them because he didn't want to have a good fight. He wanted to fight people that he knew he could beat. And no disrespect, disrespect to Joe, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier was a great boxer and he won some of those battles. But the people that called him out kicked his ass. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Matt Riddle and Brock, but I'm telling you this right now: Matt Riddle is not going to run from Brock Lesnar. I sat and talked to him before worlds collide and he talks like he is a 350 pound guy. So in his impression of himself is strong. So he don't feel like he's at a deficit. So I don't feel like he will approach a fight with Brock like he at, he, he will be at a deficit. When you look at Matt
0: Riddle and you look at Brock Lesnar, you know they they both have MMA backgrounds, obviously. But can you see a Matt Riddle standing toe to toe with Brock Lesnar? You know we talked. We started the show with Drew McIntyre and how we could see him standing toe to toe to Brock. Looks credible. Can you say the same thing about Matt Riddle?
3: From the look, from the eyeball, no. And Riddle would have to be stupid to go and stand toe to toe with Brock and not think that Brock is not going to throw the first punch. So if if I if if I was the C, if I was Matt Riddle and I I got the opportunity to be in the ring with Brock, I would do everything I could to take his legs away. I would do everything I could to try to inflict some kind of damage on him so that he can work from behind, he can work from underneath. And if I had to resort to the Eddie Guerrero lie, still and cheat, then I have to lie, still and cheat. You got to do whatever it takes to win the title. And I think that Matt Riddle is savvy enough and tough enough and resilient enough to absorb some of what Brock is going to give. So... I I, w- I would pay money to see it. I tell you that, one hundred percent.
0: Is this the best way to go about things?
3: No, it's not. I wish I would have been able to counsel him on this situation, because sometimes calling people out is not going to get the get the fight going. It's going to make you go, "What a goof!" I'm not I don't want nothing to do with that. And I don't think that, you know, if Brock says. I'll never have a match with you. He actually can that, – that that could be the truth. He's got enough power to say, I wrestle who I want to wrestle. I don't have to wrestle him. And if I do wrestle him, I'm going to beat the holy hell out of him. So, you know, I, I just – I think I would have went about it a different way.
0: Yeah, and and again, like I said about poking the bear, and we had a little fun with my mumble rap, and, you know, you don't want to poke the bear. But it's not even about poking the bear that something could get physical. I think you're right. Like, we've seen them kind of roll out the red carpet a little bit for Brock Lesnar. He's kind of had some special treatment over the last few years that we've really never seen in the day – Right. So if Brock Lesnar, if Vince McMahon was like, hey, you know, Brock, we're kind of playing with the idea about you stepping in the ring with Matt Riddle. What do you think? And he goes, no way, I'm not going to do it. Like, I would think that's the end of the conversation. I don't think Matt Riddle's the type of guy that people are going to stick their neck out for, especially the way he went about calling out Brock Lesnar. Am I wrong by saying that, Mark?
3: I think so. I think that you uh, if you're a Matt Riddle you you say, look, I want to do everything I can to put myself in the best place for success. And if beating everybody here at NXT is what I have to do, then that's the first step. And if that's not enough, and I have to beat everybody on the roster at Raw, then that's what I have to do. And if I have to go to SmackDown to beat everybody then that's what I'm gonna have to do. And if I have to take a shovel and dig up the grates that have passed away, then that's what I have to do. But Brock Lesnar will know who Matt Riddle is. Then that's the way you take that route. You don't take the route of just saying, I'm gonna bypass all these other guys and I'll kick Brock's ass. He's not gonna fall for that.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
4: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com active cash.